0: And load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Day Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin. They are here with me as well. The number, if you would like to join us, is 888 900 3393. That's 888 900 three three nine three steve at stevedace.com that's how you can email the program d-e-a-c-e is how to spell the last name like us on facebook follow us on twitter at stevedace show if you're looking for uh freebies to sample and share with others check us out on our youtube page youtube.com slash stevedace that's youtube.com slash stevedace uh just a couple of weeks ago we got uh, really a, a jobs report in january that blew market estimates out of the water. And uh, we've got, what, 70% optimism right now uh, in terms of uh, the economy among the average American. It's an excellent time to go and look for your dream job. But understand, somebody isn't just going to hand it to you, typically. Odds are you may need at least a bachelor's degree to make that dream come true. That's why you want to take a look at Ashford University, convenient and flexible. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning and take one course at a time. Ashford University offers these six-week-long courses that allow you to do just one a piece. And being enrolled at one class at, uh, at Ashford means you're considered a full-time student. All right, no standardized tests are required, uh, like the SAT or ACT, for example, for enrolling at Ashford University. You know, my wife is doing. Not at Ashford, uh, because she has a certain specialization that's only available in certain places. But I'm watching her uh, get her second master's degree from home. It, it just, It's not that it's easy. Getting a master's degree is not easy. That's why I don't have one. All right? But it's a lot more convenient when you do it at home. So if you want to get on the road to earning your degree and making your dream job a reality, enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash steve. Ashford.edu slash steve. Again, that's Ashford. I think I, you know how to spell that, I hope. .edu slash Steve. Coming up uh, on today's program, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us in the next hour of the program to take us inside politics. It's a Wednesday, which means we're going to have buy, seller, hold. Hopefully, you have some excellent uh, propositions and predictions uh, for Todd and I uh, to discuss coming up later in the show, beginning at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
0: What happened while we were away, brought to you by pardons. President Trump commuted the sentence of former Democrat Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich yesterday. Blagojevich had served eight of his 14-year prison sentence for attempting to sell the U.S. Senate seat in Illinois, left vacant by Barack Obama when he became president in 2009. He's got, a, obviously, a big fan in me. And if you're asking me what my party affiliation is,
2: I'm a Trumpocrat.
0: Trump also granted clemency for 10 other people convicted of white-collar crimes, including Including former New York City Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick, who was previously convicted of tax fraud, and the former owner of the San Francisco 49ers, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., who was convicted in crimes connected to a bribery case. Learning Spanish today. Today's phrase is why. Porque. Speaking of Spanish, Amy Klobuchar wants you to know that she has some Hispanic street cred. About me, my name is Amy, uh, and uh, when when I was took a Spanish. In fourth grade, my name was Elena. Pete Buttigieg don't care about your health insurance. The question of whether it leaves
1: private insurance intact, that's actually up to the insurance companies. Either they'll come up with something better that'll compete with the plan I'm putting out there, or they'll fail. And to be honest,
0: I don't care. He also spoke at a CNN town hall last night. I'm not going to tell other Christians how to be Christians, but I will say I cannot find any
1: compatibility Between the way this president conducts himself and anything that I find in scripture.
0: Oh, Elizabeth Warren spokesperson Jamila Lemieux says her candidate isn't doing better with people of color because misogyny.
1: Why? Why don't you think she's doing better with people of color? You know, I think that there are a number of reasons. I think there are certain loyalties that existed prior to this race. I think that just has been the case historically with white female voters that misogyny is a factor. Uh, There are many people in this country who struggle to cast a ballot for somebody who truly
0: represents them. For some reason, we're still very stuck at the idea that the most um, powerful person, right, in this nation could be a woman. Or could it be her policies bernie sanders once again compared changing global warming to world war ii and yet within two years two and a half years because of the industrialization of this country and the focus on producing planes and tanks and weapons in two and a half years the war was basically won, and nazism was on the defense That's what we got to do now. Democrats will debate tonight in Las Vegas. Michael Bloomberg has qualified for that debate, along with Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Warren, Biden, and Sanders. The Nevada caucuses are this Saturday, and the latest Real Clear Politics average of that state has Bernie Sanders with a commanding lead over Joe Biden, 30% to 16%. Steve's latest delegate projection post-Super Tuesday is as follows. Bernie Sanders with 748, Joe Biden with 254, Pete Buttigieg with 201, Michael Bloomberg with 157, Amy Klobuchar with 132, and Elizabeth Warren with 10. Democrats need 1991 delegates to seal the nomination in other news some Catharsis former GOP consultant current MSNBC contributor and noted puke Steve Schmidt got a talking to from some dude on MSNBC because he said he wouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders if Donald Trump is the emergency that you say he is if he is that emergency and the Democratic puts forward Democratic Party puts forward, Bernie Sanders and you tell me
3: that you can't vote
0: for him, then it seems to me that Donald Trump isn't the emergency that you say. He
3: but then my- While
0: kids in China attempt to dodge the Wuhan coronavirus, some kids in Scotland have it just as bad. And I know in the past few years, things have been changing. And that is amazing. There's drag queens on TV and out queer celebrities, hormones and surgeries. But still too often, there's some of us standing clutching, our bladder stuck, trying to decipher which bathroom door symbol we better resemble based on what we are wearing or how brave we are feeling. There's day-to-day struggles people quietly battle, like finding a way to wear your own skin while navigating a world in which we don't always fit in.
3: We're queer and we're here. And life can be tough out there.
0: So the next time you see somebody on the side of the road begging for money, be sure to pull out your iPhone and show them that video so that they know they don't have it quite so bad after all. Meanwhile, at a Seattle City Council meeting... There's a whole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Stand up! There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Laws protect exceptional trees, but the city grants exemptions to these. Instead, they reward the developer's greed and sanction the murderer's deeds. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Advice column at Slate. My wife wants us to have sex with her brother. Students at Kennedy Catholic High School in Seattle, Washington, walked out of class in protest after a teacher and an athletics coach resigned for two separate instances of violating that school's code of conduct for sexual ethics. The teachers were both engaged to their so-called same-sex partners former San Francisco Giants baseball player Aubrey Huff was notified recently by the team that he would not be invited to a planned reunion of the 2010 World Series winning team. Huff says it's all because he supports Donald Trump. And finally, we're definitely not screwed. Can you name any country on this map? Honestly, my geography
3: is so horrible. I can't name anything. Like nothing. Is it South Africa? Nope.
2: Yeah, the country of Asia?
3: Nope, that's a continent, and that's Russia. Africa. That's a continent. Africa? That's a continent. Africa. That's a continent.
1: Greenland, or Iceland, or something?
3: That's Alaska. Where's America?
0: I would say this big one, but I'm probably wrong. South America? That's a
3: continent. South America? Yes, can you name a country in it? No, I can't. Did you go to high school? Yes. Did you go to college? Yeah, that's a sad part.
0: And that's what happened while we were away. Last two
1: videos, man. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to have a society here. I can't I can't do the next two hours after watching that, man. I'm sorry. You know I'm gonna be singing that the rest of the day. There's a hole in you know what that sounds like? be Arthur's song in the Star Wars holiday special? Doesn't that, doesn't that sound a little bit like her? The song she starts singing there at Moss Isley Cantina? Hi friends! Have another drink, friends. There's a hole in the sky where the trees once where a tree once was. Don't you sully the
2: Star Wars holiday special <laughs> by associating it with that?
0: I do uh, not. I don't <laughs> believe that geography video was real on any level. I, I just, I wholeheartedly I just, believe it. I just, I can't bring myself to the consequences of what that means. If those I understand. People hey, are you know real. what?
1: That's how America rolls nowadays. If it's not comfortable to believe something, it's just not true. Thank you. Thank
0: you. So you, yes. you,
1: you're you're granted this wish. Thank you. Aaron's montage is brought to you by Keeps That Knows. Going to college can suck if that's how you learned nothing uh, as well as losing your hair. Um, so how can you keep your hair while never losing your couch or leaving your couch? Don't want to lose it either. I, I told you I'm done. Okay. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. I'm, I am. I'm done right now. I'm that's, just done. That's a continent, Steve. <laughs> if you're losing your hair and your mind, You got to know keeps they offer the generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products and the generic versions give you the real deal while saving you a fortune as well. It's simple. Just answer a few online questions, snap a few pics of your hair and a doctor will review everything and recommend the right FDA approved hair loss treatment for you. And then it is shipped discreetly to your door. So does it work? Not only does it work for the vast majority of guys, but two-thirds of men even experience hair regrowth, okay? So here's the deal. Go to keeps.com slash grow, keeps.com slash grow, and your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment will be half off, 50% off. Keeps.com slash grow to get 50% off, keeps.com slash grow, we are going to discuss the uh, the Trump pardons and commutations that were announced yesterday. One in particular, Mr. Blago, uh, that's going to be in the overtime today for our Blaze TV subscribers. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. If you're already a subscriber, cool. Thank you. It'll be there posted for you later today. If you're not yet one, though, go to that website right now and you can sign up and get a discounted subscription here to Blaze TV to not just everything exclusive we do, but everybody else as well. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Uh, watching um, a far cheerier video is is Aaron. I watched this one a, a couple times yesterday. All right. But watching Stephen Schmidt, who is an absolute, you know, what? I don't want to insult puke. All right. I don't want to insult puke. He's worse than puke. And watching him get fed back his own BS yesterday <laughs> on MSNBC was, oh, yes. All right that's a Galatians moment. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man will always reap what he sows. Um, and Because you know what? That, that dude on MSNBC, I don't know his name, and it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter who he is. He's just right. Everything. What he's saying is right. If He's essentially calling Stephen Schmidt on his own horse pucky. Hey, dude, if everything that you've been saying, like a, like a trained SEAL uh, on this network for the last two years in order to get on it more times than Michael Levitati, if everything you've been saying about Donald Trump is true, if if he really is this existential threat, well, I mean you can't you you can't you can't uh, show any restraint now. You can't pull up lame now. You gotta you gotta see this through to the end, and even vote for a noted socialist in Bernie Sanders. He's just asking him to take his own scam to its most logical conclusion. So, whoever you are, and don't tell me his name, Aaron. I don't want to know. Whoever you are, Mr. MSNBC dude, your name's irrelevant because you are Legion. But in this case, I come not to bury the demons, but to praise them. Um, that's some that's that's some that's some demon on demon crime, and I'm here for it. And I, I, and all I you know, really. I just have one request: more cowbell. That's that's my only request. I, I would like to see you like it. You really like it. You want more of it? Yes, much more. I'd like to overdose on that. In fact, thank you. Let's get to some math that I did uh, earlier this morning. Um projecting out using actual Democrat delegate math. Which is something, okay? Um and and before you go here, here's something. The whole every every time I post about this, somebody inevitably jumps on me or sends me a note about Democrat superdelegates. The superdelegates are neutered after what happened in 2016. They don't even get, they, they don't factor into this race. All right. This is another misnomer that's out there. So, you know, part of assumed you're being lied to is we're going to do our best to give you the most accurate information during this campaign. Okay. The whole notion of Democratic superdelegates are going to come off the top rope. Uh, they can't do that this time. Uh, if, um, they don't have a voice in this process until a second and third vote. So, if Bernie Sanders shows up, with 1,900 plus delegates in Milwaukee, he is the nominee. If he shows up with anything close to that, all right, I mean, the, he's going to be the nominee. Right, they, they, they made these rules and came up with the process we saw in Iowa, which they still haven't finalized. They tried to finalize this last night and say that what now Pete Buttigieg won by what uh, uh, a a pack of cigarettes. Was that what he won by last night? Yes. Essentially. And now Bernie Sanders is like, no, we have the actual votes and we won by 6,000 votes. Bernie is claiming he won Iowa by 6,000 votes. And when only 155,000 people voted folks, that's a lot of votes. All right. So somebody's math is way off and he's demanding they re canvas again. So we still don't even know who won. Um, they, the process isn't going to permit them to do this the way they've done it in the past. I'm not saying they won't try it. We, every one of these errors we have seen, I noted this last week, every error we've seen in this process so far has all been against what or whom? Bernie. It's all been anti-Bernie. Everything has been against Bernie. But it won't be some smoke-filled room of Hillary's friends and the superdelegates. They have been spayed and neutered in this process. Right? They're not going to come into play. And then ultimately, if Bernie Sanders can't win on the first ballot, doesn't have the delegates, that's a him problem then. He, he, if he gets screwed, then he did it to himself because you know what? Number, the the number one rule of the refs beat us doesn't mean it's the only rule. Sometimes the refs do beat you Columbus, Ohio, 2016. Sometimes the refs do beat you, but most of the time, the antidote for beating the refs is to score more points. All right. So if Bernie shows up there and he doesn't have 1909 or whatever the number is of delegates, uh, you know, come July, that's his fault. All right. But if he does, they, they can't do anything. The superdelegates don't vote unless it goes past the first round of delegate voting. And then even then, let's say he shows up there with 1,400, 1,500 delegates. He can still work the convention floor to come up with the extra few hundred he needs to win cleanly on a first ballot. All right? So so I, I, this this keeps getting repeated to me. The Democratic Party's superdelegate system is a misnomer this go-around. I just wanted to fact-check that. All right? Okay? Yeah. So... Here's what I'm projecting the delegate math will look like. Using the De- Democratic Party's own delegate process, allocation process. And I'm going to tell you, I, because of my prediction that Bernie was going to win this thing two months ago, I have gone, I, I went out of, there is a, you need to know the, the pollster in this case is me. You need to know the pollster's inherent bias here. I actually estimated this conservatively. I tried to give Pete Buttigieg and Mike Bloomberg and Joe Biden the most benefit of the doubt that I could. Amy Klobuchar as well. So this is the most benefit of the doubt that I could grant them. And I only went to Super Tuesday because I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see Elizabeth Warren drop out after South Carolina, which is factored into my numbers. And then I think Super Tuesday will pair the field a little bit more as well. Okay. And so I I think if, if I'm right about that, there's no point in, Forecasting beyond Super Tuesday because all the math is different now when there's really two or three candidates as opposed to, you know, 12, 13, 14, or right now there's five or six. All right. So come Super Tuesday, which is 12 days from today, right? Yeah. No, 13 days from today. Two weeks from yesterday is Super Tuesday, right? Okay. So this is just around the corner. I am projecting Bernie Sanders will have, and yes, I even counted American Samoa. I am projecting Bernie Sanders will have 748 delegates. Joe Biden will be in second, but a distant second, at 254 delegates. Now, I'm going I'm to skip Pete Buttigieg for a second, and I'm going to pair up Joe Biden and Michael Bloomberg. Because I could see those numbers reverse. Meaning, what I give to Biden is what Bloomberg has. But those two guys are now essentially the same candidate right now. Joe Biden is, is holding on for dear life with whatever's left of the Democratic establishment, which I don't think there's much of, as their candidate. And Michael Bloomberg is attempting to spend, you know, a good portion of his personal fortune to eat into that base. So I could see those numbers. I could see a lot of Biden's numbers end up with Bloomberg. But combined, that's about what I think they will both have. It's just a matter of what their numbers are. All right. Combined, they're looking at about 400 delegates. It's just a matter of which percentage goes to whom. Okay. Pete Buttigieg, again, I was very friendly to him. All right. And and one of the reasons I did is because he's overperformed his polling in the two states we've had so far. So, um, which I find odd because you would think in the Democratic Party there would be legion, see what I did there, of people who would line up to tell a pollster, I can't wait to vote for a gay man. You would think that, right? You know, um, like one of the things that was discussed in 2016 with Trump is, does he have a lot more voters? Just people don't want to say that to pollsters, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you would think in this case, man, I, I, I'm here to get my my VS badge for my, you know, for my diversity uniform, my virtue signaling badge. I, I can't wait to tell you. I'm going to vote, you know, I'm, I'm going to vote 69 times for Pete Buttigieg. Ah, ah. there it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> There's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. All right, so I am gonna I'm gonna forecast that Buttigieg will overperform a lot of his polling in places like Colorado, where there's a gay governor, and Virginia, where there's a lot, there's far even more of the suburban voters like we have in Iowa, who just can't wait to drive their Subarus up to vote for the first gay candidate. Okay, so that's a that's a pretty favorable comp or or a calculation there for Pete Buttigieg. I'm, I that's me overestimating. And, and that he—that's me assuming he's going to overperform what his current data model shows. All right, Amy Klobuchar at 132. At this point, all she's doing is splitting their ability to coalesce the Biden-Bloomberg vote. That's all she's doing now is splitting that. But if I'm her, she's staying into Super Tuesday because her states on the ballot Super Tuesday, and she's going to win it. And 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 she's playing with house money right now. She's. This is about you know what her future political. Um, you know, stock looks like and running again in the future or being a running mate for somebody, et cetera. Okay. And that brings us to Elizabeth Warren, who I, I know Massachusetts, her state is also on super Tuesday. I believe at this point she would lose it. And that's why I think she's going to drop out after South Carolina, because if you lose your own state, you know, you're the opposite of Amy Klobuchar. I mean, it just, that, that destroys you as a future political voice, and at her age, she this she may be a one and done anyway. She's into her sixties, guys. I know she actually she, she doesn't look that old, but she is.
0: Yeah, okay? it's the uh, political equivalent of smoking wampum and having a beer at the same time. Yes, right. I mean, you just got, destroys you. I essentially, just assuming you got kicked out of the sweat lodge here,
1: okay, for not sweating enough or something. All right, so let's put those numbers back up there and look at and when you look at some of the math that I have done. Your initial reactions, gentlemen yikes <sighs>
2: uh overall i'm fine with it i would have right now and tonight obviously has something to do with uh how bloomberg performs uh in the debate how people view him. i would have right now f- flipped bloomberg and biden uh before that debate other than that yeah
0: yeah I I was. Do you have anything else to say, Todd?
2: I I'm just. I'm back. It's it's. I toggle back and forth. I lost my ability to prognosticate this. I kind of got it back. I'm feeling in the dark again and actually I feel better about myself when I'm in the dark about this race than when I feel like I have a clue. I feel like when I have a clue about this thing, I'm like you writing nefarious plot. I'm getting a little too close, you know, to to, (laughs) to the demons.
0: Yeah. It's it's like when Harry Potter has a clue about what Voldemort is doing, it's because he's in Voldemort's head and that's not a good thing. Um, My reaction is yikes because it's another confirmation, a reminder how far... An avowed socialist like Bernie Sanders, um, how far he can get and how successful somebody like that can be in a major political party in the United States. What I would say to you, just just for fun, maybe for a thought exercise, what is a plausible – and maybe plausible is not a right word. But what, what are the chances, whether that's a 1 percent, 2 percent, 10 percent, 20 percent chance – of instead of the second place finisher finishing within 500 delegates, which is what you have right now with between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, what are the chances yeah. of the second place finisher? What what scenario would have to happen to to have the second place finisher finish within, say, 250 delegates?
1: What you're going to need to have happen that, that's that's actually I think a simple answer. That's that's the right question that you asked me. Okay, and I think it actually has a very simple answer. They need to they they need to be able to go one on one no one else in the field one on one against bernie sanders they need to have they need to have debates for a, for a, for at least for about a month where it's just the two of them one on one and 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 make it a referendum on whether this is electable in america in 2020 now the the i will say this I think uh, well, Joe Biden can't because he can't. He doesn't know where he is half the time, and I'm I, I man, I just I'm not. I don't want. That's not intended to be a joke. He's just he's just not with it. Okay, he's not competent. A guy like a Michael Bloomberg. Now I don't think he. I don't. I believe the three of us will be the nominee before he is. But. He, if he had gotten in earlier, if he had more Democratic Party street cred, keep in mind this guy became a Democrat like 10 minutes ago. Now, I would argue he's been a Democrat his entire career, if you know what I'm saying, gee. Okay. But if he just made it official like 10 minutes ago. If he had been a Democrat longer, if he was the Democratic mayor of New York City, and he had built-in cachet, he's the ideal figure with that With that. With that background, he would be the ideal figure to have that one-on-one with Bernie because he can spend his own money. He's not really all that offended about offend worried about offending the next generation of Democratic voters. He's a one-and-done. Okay, so somebody like him is what it would is 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 who would be ideal to put it right to Bernie Sanders to say, "I'm I'm a I'm, I was a Republican that got elected mayor in New York City." I'm just telling you right now, you can't win. The problem the rest of these candidates have, they've they've tiptoed around it a little bit and then they come back, is is the numbers that Todd, you've pointed out in the past. Bernie laps them all combined among the next generation of voters. And now we're beginning to see what I forecasted about a week or two ago, that when Biden got weaker, you would see Bernie's numbers with black and brown voters would skyrocket. And now you're seeing that too. And so if Bernie is going to become, is is going to fill Biden's space with black and brown voters. And as Todd has pointed out, he's he's lapping the field with the next generation of their constituents if you want to have a long-term future in the democratic party you're going to feel real hesitant about going stalingrad in the in the months of april and may and you're going to have a hard time finding consultants and staffers that are that are worthy of paying that will want to do that too because they're looking at what the next 10 years of their potential careers are looking like a guy like bloomberg is just he's just a mercenary He doesn't care the problem so so he would be ideal to do that. The problem is by the time he gets to that point, he's going to be so far behind. It's going to be irrelevant. And he needed to be be in the race earlier. He needed to work the Democratic grassroots a long, long time ago. Um, And now it's a Hail Mary pass. And it's going to be too far behind. And and, and the reason why, I I think my Bernie estimates are low because you're, you're seeing this now in South Carolina. His polling in South Carolina is surging right now. The more people think that he is going to win, then the non-Bernie vote begins to soften. And there there, there will be a vote of people that just simply don't believe he can win until the very last primary if there's an alternative in the race. But the amount of people who think like that and will just be like, let's just get on with this and get to beating Trump. I'm just telling you, I know this psychology. I was up against it four years ago in the Republican Party. And we never could get a one-on-one with Trump. He was too smart to share a stage with us because it wouldn't have gone well. He had that one debate where it's just us and Rubio and him, and it was disastrous for him. So the psychology of people ultimately in a partisan race is: hey, I want to get on beating up the the guys on the other team. I want to stop beating up the guys on my team. And and that's why I told you last week they got through Super Tuesday to take him out. And if they don't, that psychology is going to take hold. Reality check. How's that New Year's resolution going for you? You know, dieting alone can be really hard. And one of the difficulties is getting your cravings and portion sizes under control. And that's hard. And we lose our resolve. And then we're done. Hey, working out helps. But ultimately, helps a lot. But it actually probably has more overall health benefits than it does just purely weight loss benefits because you can't out-train. A bad diet. That's where Riduzone comes in, developed by doctors and backed by not one, but two U.S. patents. Riduzone is the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA. That's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster and burns stored fat while reducing your calorie intake. Riduzone makes it easy, or easier anyway, to resist those cravings that ruin your resolution because often it's not what you're eating. Well, I mean, if you're only eating 1,500 calories a day and it's 1,500 calories... Of trans fat potato chips than it does. I I would hope that is common sense. Okay. But for the vast majority of us that have fought the Battle of the Bulge, it's actually how much we're eating and not what we're eating. And that's where Riduzone comes in to help you get those cravings and portion sizes under control and the natural way. That's why it's FDA accepted. If you want to give it a shot. Use promo code Steve right now. When you go to riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, you can save up to 65% off. That's a massive discount. They throw in free shipping as well. So up to 65% off plus free shipping. At riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, riduzone.com, promo code Steve. All right, I feel like we've got some dangling participles here and some loops we need to close before we go to buy, seller hold. You guys okay with this? Yeah. Yes. So we were just sitting here talking during the break, and— you know, Michael Bloomberg's not even on the ballot for two more weeks. So, so he's going to be on the debate stage tonight in a state that he's not on the ballot. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, I keep saying to people, this is a media concoction. You can buy all the ads and everything else. If I can't vote for you, it's irrelevant. Okay, so, I mean, Bernie Sanders, if he wins Nevada anything close to this RCP average, mark it down, he's going to win South Carolina. Because that's how the the psyche of of human nature goes. I want my vote to count, most people think. Most people are not principled when they vote. They're purely transactional. And so I I want my vote to count. Why would I vote for Joe Biden? I want my vote to, he can't win. I I want someone to vote for Bernie Sanders. He's got all the momentum right now. That's how most people think. Number one, if he if he essentially wins Iowa, because even when you look at the count, I think it's like a one delegate difference. Even if we went with the you know Pete Buttigieg won Iowa by a pack of cigarettes vote that they tried to certify last night and then ultimately couldn't. It's, it's like a one delegate difference, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So so he effectively won Iowa. He won New Hampshire. Now you're talking about he's going to win Nevada, and then win South Carolina, folks. That's that's. That's Moses Malone, folks. Foe, foe, foe. It's over right there. it's, It's over then. I'm telling you, it's over then. And it's just a matter of how long it takes to make it so. How much money does Michael Bloomberg want to spend? Now, let me tell you a dirty little secret here about how the media works right and left. We all have our biases, but you know what our number one bias is? like the guy being recruited by Nick Nolte and blue chips out there on his farm. I like cash, cold, hard cash. That's everybody's number one bias. It's why Vox, who has tried to uh, instigate uh, the Bolshevik revolution the last few years, ran a column yesterday about Michael Bloomberg is the only one that can save us from Donald Trump. (laughs) Really? Listen, if we were doing Kevin Nealon, subliminal man, all right, what that article should have really been titled was the check cleared. That's what that really means, okay? So go back to the 2012 election. And remember, Dick Morris was on Fox News every night on all their shows. Trump's going to win, right? Uh, and you had uh, Karl Rove with this whiteboard. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Romney's going to win. Karl Rove with his whiteboard every night, right? Romney's going to win. Romney's going to win. It's a done deal. Polls are skewed. There was even a popular website, skewedpolls.com which uh, the polls are always skewed, folks, okay? Because polls don't just don't just attempt to measure an outcome, but voter enthusiasm. You're more likely to respond in a year when you're excited to vote than when you don't. And when pollsters have a hard time getting, like in 2010, Democrats complained in the midterms, well, these polls showing the Republicans are gonna do well are all skewed. Well, they were skewed. Republicans were more energetic. And we saw that in the 2010 midterm elections. All right, so it's not as simple. I know you, I know you can get a lot of clicks doing dime store analysis of, well, this poll is, uh, there's a hole in the sky where a tree once was kind of analysis, okay? But one of the reasons, you know, when you hate your nominee, you're not anxious to go tell people how excited were people to go vote for John McCain? You felt like you did it out of a sense of duty because you had to, okay? Same thing with Hillary Clinton four years ago. So when... When, when, when people go to vote, they, they want to believe that their votes get to count. And when, when the media reports on candidates, they do stuff like Dick Morris and Karl Rove did in 2012, which is, you don't get on Fox News every night saying Mitt Romney's going to lose because he was their candidate. He was their candidate in 2008. They tried to get him the nomination, but couldn't. And they were, they were all in form in 2012. I remember Rick Santorum, who worked for Fox as a contributor, going on Brian Kilmeade's show. Do you remember this? Going on no. Brian Kilmeade's show and saying, well, everybody knows your network's and Rogers and the tank for Trump or for Romney. Let's just be honest. All right. You can find those clips. Newt Gingrich, who's on Fox every night now. I know, because I was on Newt's campaign going go, talking about Foxes was in the tank for, for Romney. Because Roger Ailes tried to, you know, pick the nominee every four years. Well... Why is Karl Rove still there after that colossal misfire? But Dick Morris does anybody mean does does anybody know where Dick Morris even is? Last I saw, he was doing like Facebook Lives somewhere. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the deep, the deep six. on the deep states yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Here's why: because Karl Rove runs a super PAC that can raise four hundred million dollars, and Dick Morris doesn't. And, and why will that super PAC raise $400 million it's called the American Crossroads? What what will it do with all that money? Do you know what it'll do with most of that money? It'll buy ads. And 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 guess which channel it's going to buy a disproportionate of ads on? What do you think? Which channel do you think? Fox. Fox, yeah. And that's that's why Dick Morris is doing Facebook Lives, okay? And that's why uh,
0: Karl Rove is still on Fox. Somebody's making money. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if you want to know right now, If you want to know why these networks are having a bloomgasm, if you want to know, they don't think you can win. This isn't about winning. This is about, I like cash, cold, hard cash, okay? There's a hole in our budget where a dollar once was. That's what this is. This is just about, hey, spend money. You'll often see media outlets promote candidates with the largest war chests, in an effort to you know, it's a, they're selling them, and it, it and then they buy ads to get favorable coverage. That, this goes on everywhere, right and left. Okay, so that's why Car Rove remains on Fox News, while Dick Morris was sent to um, Siberia with Hopper. Okay, and and this is otherwise known as Facebook Live, and and this is why Michael Bloomberg right now there's a bloomgasm. If, if Michael Bloomberg wasn't a self-funding billionaire that could write you a you know, $30 million ad check right out of his pocket, would they be promoting a guy with stop and frisk and farmers are dumb and women are idiots and all the other stuff that's coming out? No, they would not. So why are they promoting it right now? Because they got to make their budgets right now. And you know, he's, he's out there just handing out, he's handing out free money right now. He's Oprah right now. And you get an ad schedule and you get an ad schedule and you get an ad schedule and you get an ad schedule. That's what the bloom chasm is about. Ad buys. That's what it's about. Don't let anybody tell you it's about anything more. By the time he gets on the ballot, Bernie Sanders, By the, they may re Iowa and give him that too. He might have done a clean sweep. And when that happens, it's as they say in, up in Bernie's neck of the woods, OVA. It's OVA. O-V-A-H. OVA. And it's just a matter of of how much money does Michael Bloomberg want to spend to be the John Kasich. What what Michael Bloomberg needs to do in that debate tonight, if he really is serious about winning, serious about it, well, Steve, look at the money he's spending. Dude, those are just all write-offs, man. These are just all write-offs to him. These are expense write-offs. If he really, truly wants to be the guy to go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump for four or five months, he needs to actually, tonight in this Nevada debate, needs to put a serious dent into the electability argument of Bernie Sanders. He needs to do it right now. He's, he need, and the problem he has with doing that, though, is everybody else is going to want to talk about him because he's eating into their thunder. And, it, and, and it's going to be hard for him, Corky, to get a clean cut, clean cut at Mr. Sanders. But he needs to come up with some viral moment now, I have no idea whether, whether that would be enough or not. But, but that's, that's the minimum threshold to take him seriously. He has to come up with some kind of viral moment that indicates that um, he, can, he can rhetorically, with a flourish, capture your attention and point out Bernie Sanders cannot win. Anything short of that, and, and all he's doing is just making sure a lot of people have a real good Christmas this year. That, that's all he's doing. He's a richer John Kasich. He represents the the only reason people voted for John Kasich at the end when it was just us and Trump is because they hated what the Republican Party became. They didn't like, you know, a full, you know, hundred-proof conservative like Cruz, and they thought Trump was a con man grifter. And so Kasich was just your vote because you hate this image of the Republican Party. It's too far right or it's too far con. And that's what Michael Bloomberg is right now. You hate this image of the Democratic Party. You don't think it can win. It's too far left. Well, he then still needs to show that he is the one to go to as the logical place and the only place to grind your ax. Cause right now I got lots of other places I can go. And a lot of other people that are for all of your money soaking the oxygen out of the room and they're on the ballot for the next two weeks. You're not. So I think that's a very, that that's another important part of this process to connect the dots for you, why we're having a Bloomberg moment, because he's just handing out Christmas bonuses right now for people. Just handing them out. I mean, the amount of the amount of media buyers that are taking their kids to Disney World this Christmas on Michael Bloomberg's dime, high. Exponential. Right? The amount of the amount of advertising budgets that are gonna get met. And if you think I'm wrong, tell me, I've just I've been in these battles, I know. I know what it's like to work for a major media company that is concerned if you trash the favorite in the party who they won't spend money on their station or stations and you won't meet your budgets. And so you may have to change your opinions. Folks, that's absolutely what's driving the Bloomberg thing, money. A lot of people are gonna get paid off of this. So that doesn't mean that he's a threat to win the nomination and I don't believe that he is. Because I think this thing's going to be over on March the third. Any follow-up comments on that?
2: No, I would just say tonight. I think you're, Bloomberg's clearly shown that he's shameless enough to go for that viral moment tonight. And if it happens early enough, I mean, he'd be he needs to throw he needs to throw a haymaker early enough because I think the rest of the field will gonna smell blood to, in the water because yeah, they're going to try to San- make him
1: their viral moment. Well, yeah.
2: Well, well, but they'll also if they think Sanders is finally weakened enough they'll go after him instead i th- they need to they need to go after somebody to elevate their case if it looks like bloomberg has something on sanders provides that moment i think they they they'd just choose okay today's the day we go after sanders instead doesn't mean that'll work but yeah i don't think they, they're all operating from a position of weakness where they don't necessarily
1: get to choose their moment agreed but understand that that he also, Bloomberg, represents... Bloomberg is purely a transactional candidate. I don't like anything about him other than, I think he can save me from Bernie Sanders. And ultimately, any conflict is won by whoever has the most conviction in their cause. You guys have heard me say this for years. Bernie's people believe in the conviction of his cause. There is no conviction with Michael Bloomberg's cause. This is, you know, if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. This is this is purely... he's He's the the last man standing. So we must procreate candidate. That's, that's not going to beat back a force of nature. And I think the other, the other issue he has is, is what I, what you and I were just talking about. All the other candidates tonight are going to attempt to make him their viral moment. So he's got to produce one with Sanders that rises above what is likely going to be produced elsewhere. And then watch for Elizabeth Warren tonight. To be to to do the full board, Chris Christie taking out taking out Marco Rubio kamikaze tonight. I, I could see that happen. I could see Elizabeth Warren saying, "You know what, man? I didn't pretend to be Cherokee all these years. All right, I didn't go get my husband who doesn't even drink a beer in the most awkward fashion possible. Okay, I didn't put up with everything." That uh, I put up with here as the as the chairman of your women's studies department all these decades so that some absolute um, uh, carpet bagging. Let me just try to buy this with money Buy soulless technocrat Republican straight white billionaire male. No, I, I, I could see Elizabeth Warren deciding tonight. I'm not in this for much longer. And I just want to watch the world burn. That's what Chris Christie did to Marco Rubio in New Hampshire uh, to clear the way. He was this he was a stalking horse essentially for Donald Trump. That destroyed all of Rubio's Iowa gave bronze as the new gold. He was Roger Aile's favored candidate to that he with the dimples and the life and the bio and the and the, and being Hispanic. that that was the guy Fox News wanted. And Chris Christie just nuked that in the New Hampshire debate. And I could see Elizabeth Warren doing that tonight. That is something else to watch for. As I, I could see tonight, he gets the full Steinem tonight uh, that Michael Bloomberg does. The full Marlowe Thomas, full Gloria Steinem. I think, I think you could see the feminine. I, I mean, I, I think you could see Elizabeth Warren in flannel tonight. The full feminist mystique for Michael Bloomberg, courtesy of one Elizabeth Warren as her parting shot. I could see that tonight.
0: So I think what Todd just said regarding, you know, if if Bloomberg comes out there, throws a haymaker at Sanders, it could just be that the hive mind decides on collectively up on that debate stage that tonight is the night that we're going to take out Bernie Sanders. I think if that is it, if that analysis is true, we're going to find out how many people up there actually believe or are thinking about what you said earlier about how. This is the new generation of the Democratic Party. Do mm-hmm. we really want to? Do we really want to stake our reputations on this one election that we might not win and might lose pretty badly? Or are we going to? Are we going to go the true progressive route and say, you know what? Uh, we're going to lose this one, but we're sticking by our guns and we're not going to alienate this up up and coming base of the Democratic Party. I think there's going to be a lot of that type of calculation could be going on tonight. But I think that's the one pause that I would probably have with with Todd's analysis is that they're probably going to be doing. mental. Do I really want to go down this road right now when I've got a career ahead of me, which a lot of these people are pretty old um, as well. So it might just it, it could just be um, it could just be like that. Where if you're
1: if you're Amy Klobuchar and you side with Michael Bloomberg over Bernie Sanders, you have no future in the in the Democratic Party. You better, you better, you better know right now you're Michael Bloomberg's running mate, and you really think he could win the presidency because you're you're done. You're in the you're representing the Democratic Party that in, in in the state that you know where Paul Wellstone once resided, okay? And he was the proto-Bernie. He was just officially a Democrat. I mean, you're done, and you have to understand the way politicians think is there's the constant tension between their their micro ambitions and their macro worldview. That's what I'm saying. All right, yeah. and and. What? Who on that stage benefits from Michael Bloomberg being the alternative to Bernie Sanders? Who? I don't know that anybody does. I don't. I don't know that anybody does. I don't. I don't know that Michael Bloomberg strikes you as this is where I'm. I'm. This is the hill that I want to die on. A guy that became a Democrat ten minutes ago and is already on the record insulting a lot of our core constituencies as well as all of rural America. I don't know that that's. Because they, they when they want to beat Donald Trump, they, as an me, I want to be the one to beat Donald Trump. So I, I don't I don't see a path for him. I don't I think there could have been originally perhaps, but I don't see one for him now. And I think Bernie Sanders is inevitable. By seller hold is next. <laughs> back with hour two live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast by the way if you do listen to us via the podcast please consider leaving us a five star review wherever you choose to podcast from thank you to the thousands of you that have done that already. 888-900-3393 is the number. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. At Steve Dace Show. Last name is D-E-A-C-E. You can also get samples uh, to, to share with others uh, of the show as well at youtube.com slash stevedace. Quick question I received from someone in the audience here. Before we get to buy, seller hold, I'll get to that here in a second, but in an age where much of corporate America is aligned against us now, they are openly supporting a lot of the leftist causes we're trying to oppose when you have the opportunity to do business with those who share your value system. And you get just as good of a product as you would have had working with the opposition. Take full advantage of it, and Patriot Mobile provides you just such an opportunity. The only cell phone service that is conservative donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations that are actually fighting for your values and not against them. With the same nationwide reliable service you get from all of the bigwigs as well. And plans starting as low. It's $25 a month. They make it as easy as possible to make the switch. You can keep your number if you want. Bring your own phone or buy a new one and get a different number if you'd like to do it that way as well. If you want to make the switch, now is the time. Because if you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve and use the, uh, the activation offer code Steve, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, offer code Steve. You'll get free activation on any new line. Free activation on any new line when you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Or you can call. We'll give you a free gift, too, by the way. I should throw that in there. Or you can call uh, their U.S.-based customer service team. That means you'll be able to understand them. Uh, at uh, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Interesting question I wanted to share because it's about the, deba- the, the uh, debate tonight. Rodney asked, as the debate opens, which I would rather have hemorrhoids removed than watch. I hear billionaire Bloomberg is going to be on that stage. Look for the other candidates to attack him for being a billionaire. Agree. I think they all will to some extent. But but he says, I can't help but wonder, what is the average net worth of the candidates without Bloomberg? Well, let's just take, like we know Bernie Sanders is a multimillionaire. I believe Elizabeth Warren is as well. Let's we know Tom Steyer who did make the debate stage actually he's a billionaire too. Let's just look at Amy Klobuchar and say her only earnings as an individual is her salary for being a U.S. senator, which is I think like one hundred and seventy thousand a year or something like that. Does that sound right?
3: Do you know how many? Do
1: do you know how many? We have three hundred and sixty some odd million Americans. Do you know how many of them make over a hundred k annually as an individual? You guys know what the number is? Uh, it's not large. It's 9%. 9% of the American people make over hundred 100,000 individual, not household, individually, 9%. So even if we're, just for the sake of your argument, Rodney, you get to say Amy Klobuchar is the quote-unquote poorest person on the stage and that her only salary is her Senate salary that she draws every year for being a senator from Minnesota, it would still put her in the top 9% of wage earners in America. So, ain't, ain't ain't nobody out there singing Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Ain't no hole in the washtub. Ain't nobody up on that stage poor. But good point. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold, which is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms? I'm just going to stop right there. Because there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was all right unfortunately we have to keep dreaming about such things i mean google's out there buying young turks right yeah all right that no bias here none whatsoever these big tech companies that push their political agenda restrict free speech of people like us they are also the very same corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online and if you don't want them Uh, using that against you. You don't trust them. That's where you want to check out ExpressVPN. Uh, When I use ExpressVPN, which I do, I've got ExpressVPN on this machine right here, as a matter of fact, and several other machines I own too. Uh, These tech companies, uh, they can't even see my IP address at all. My identity is masked. I'm anonymized by the secure VPN server. Plus, ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of my data to keep me safe from hackers and those internet bad guys. And it's not complicated. It's a five-minute setup. I did it even faster than that. All right, So if you want to protect your online activity today, and find out how you can get three months for free, go to expressvpn.com slash steve. That's expressvpn.com slash steve for three free months with an annual package. Expressvpn.com slash steve let's get to it daniel horowitz will join us here at the bottom of the hour but let's get to buy sell or hold todd you and i will be looking at these propositions and predictions that aaron has selected usually supplied by members of the audience you and i will decide are we going to buy that are we selling it maybe even have a reason why once per episode we are permitted to punk out and say sell but understand if you do for any reason other than the self-evident lameness of what we're being asked to, com- to comment on, you will be probably beaten down and run over because you have uh, punked out and violated the dude
0: code. Aaron. Starting off uh, with a very serious comment here, Andrew Hansen says, McDonald's shamrock shakes are better than oh, all pumpkin spice products. Oh,
2: This may take the whole half hour here. This is this is the immovable object against the irresistible force question. I mean...
0: Could, Mo- could God make a... A stone so big that even he couldn't move it. Steve. I don't
2: believe <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a great line. <laughs> oh, that's a good line. Wow. This
2: may legitimately be the greatest conundrum any question asker has asked of Steve Dace. I think I agree. It's not
1: hyperbolic. I, I agree. You know, Shamrock Shakes made their debut yesterday. Got mine day one.
0: And they are good. I don't like mint ice cream. I don't like mint basically anything i like the shamrock shakes it's they're good it's glorious
1: all right that's another food i believe will be served at the marriage supper of the lamb shamrock shakes all right um are you a shamrock shake guy i'm a guy i don't care about this
0: (laughs) there's a hole in the sky where a tree once was there's a hole in the chair where todd once was (laughs) yes somebody's getting oh, fired steve
1: knows that <laughs> there, this is within the dude code.
0: there's a that slot in my
1: inbox where your resume should go <laughs> no, dude code protects me you know it um you know what man i'm gonna i'm gonna risk the wrath of the dude code oh no i gotta i gotta hold oh. <laughs> I can't.
2: Oh, who, who's the question oh. i want to remember him um, he's andrew put in the hansen. hall of fame oh, andrew man. hansen Man. I hate you, Andrew. You should be, the, the women, I mean, you'll never buy a drink again. You should be a harem of, of offers. <laughs> just endless. I
3: thought
2: endless. was going a different direction there for a
0: that's, little
1: bit. <laughs> that's the first hold I have put, and it's been many a moon. I told you.
0: I told you. I can't you. answer.
1: I just, I can't. I, I can't. It, it, it is the food equivalent of asking me to pick my favorite child. All right? I can't do it. This is like that game show
2: where you get like, like the right now on Lego, the golden brick where you get immunity. I mean, this guy gets to ask a question on every show, no matter how dumb it is, as far as I'm concerned. He did it. He did it.
1: I got to take a hold. I got to tap. Wow. Got to tap.
0: Wow. Um, Jim Stalker says President Trump will pardon Roger Stone and Michael Flynn. Bye.
1: Yeah, Bye. I think Stone's a definite. The only, Stone is definitely going to happen, I believe. And I think that was part of the outburst that uh, Attorney General Barr had last week, is I, I think he is, either he knows what's coming, or he's reading the tea leaves, and he's trying to stake out his his uh, independent ground in advance of those things happening, to kind of Pontius Pilate the whole thing and wash his hands of it. Stone is coming for sure, I believe. Um, the only reason I hesitated on Flynn is... I think there's a process that his case may be ultimately adjudicated in his favor and not require it. Right. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, which is um, better. Which is better, obviously. Optic wise. Uh, but, uh, but I think if, 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 if either one is required, I think eventually both will get them. Now it might be um, Bill Clinton and was it Mark Rich was the guy, his billionaire buddy that he pardoned on his last day. It might be something like that, but eventually I, I do buy. Yeah.
0: Wesley D's Twit Talk Show and Clown Emporium says, uh, now this one is interesting. <laughs> nice uh, let's just play a little game here. Earth survives a million years. Um, here's the buy, sell, hold proposition. Future beings discover the ruins of our society and claim our demise was brought on by gender, delusion, and confusion. Um,
1: I'm trying to think, have we been willing to, As human beings in our history, collectively, outside of a biblical worldview, to admit when that level of debauchery and decadence has imploded a culture. You know know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. um, just as a pure academic exercise, how much is the decline of Rome... You know, Edmund Gibbon wrote a book a few hundred years ago called The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, a very famous historical book, but it was written by a guy with a biblical worldview and he attributed five, you know, pillars that are foundations of Rome's decline and fall. And the chief among them, you know, obsession with sporting contest as I basically describes sports as idolatry. Um, you know, the, the decadence and debauchery of the people. But is that common? Like when you were going to when you were going to when we, when we were growing up did we often have taught to us the role decadence and stuff played in the decline of major civilizations? Cuz I don't think that we did. No. And, and and the reason why of course is well why would decadence undo a people? Why why would why would moral debauchery the the question begs notions of a judger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's who's going to hold them because if I'm fornicating with you and you're fornicating with me and I'm, I'm sodomizing you and you're sodomizing me and we're all sodomizing each other and fornicating each other. We all love it. Who's who's the guy that stands up in the room and says, you know what? I want to orgasm less answer. No one does based on their own just flesh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there, there has to be an external force that brings that judgment to bear. And that's often why I think academically, this never gets discussed about the rise and fall of nations as much as debt and other issues that are more material. So I'm going to sell. Uh, I'll buy.
2: I think it's going to be so, it is, it is now so brazen and conventional in a way that well I, I I think I can say with confidence that it it has not been in the past. I mean, it's reached to the highest ranks in the past. That's undeniable. But I mean, we call Caligula Caligula uh, for a reason, but it's it's really become part of the everyday currency. Whether people practice it or not, they trade in it, which is, again, my, my confidence, why a guy like Buttigieg would be relevant all the way to the point we are now. So I'll buy.
0: All right. Aaron Reale says, it's 2045 years of Packer underachievement, Training madness and last Jedi hatred have finally broken totters. And who has become a Seahawks fan and moved to Seattle in order to yell at progressives in their natural habitat. And for those of you listening, what we're seeing right now on the screen is a large picture of the man in the background of that video with the woman singing, there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. And it looks like Todd in like 40 years.
1: It's just There's not enough ginger there, though. That's Well, he'll, he'll lose some color. Some. Some. But uh, I'll allow it. I'll buy. Yeah. I, I could. I definitely think there is some manifesto potential in Erzin, for sure. Like I, I, I could envision a scenario like if he's like the last surviving member of his family, and the Lord has not returned, and he's just living out his days unshaven in a trailer somewhere in rural Wisconsin, just you know. All excommunication, all work and no excommunications make Todd a dull boy. Just typing that out, Jack Torrance style, over and over and over again. I definitely think you've got some manifesto potential.
2: Um, I'm getting a little choked up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I gotta, you know I gotta that's admit. Right.
2: Single tier. Yeah.
0: That, that <laughs> Thank is, you for that. That's, that's beautiful. My,
2: that's my Christmas bonus right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Constantinus Rodidas says if Aaron doesn't bring in some delicious smoked meat from his new smoker it's a total dude code violation. Funny thing, I actually had some meat and then I ate it.
1: That uh, you would be co- correct Mr. Uh, Constantinus. That is a a dude code violation. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh Rev AG says uh the San Diego Chargers will trade up to get Tua. Hmm.
1: I think they would I th- they're on the short list of teams that I think will I I have a sneaking suspicion that Carolina may come over the top rope. So we're really talking about my team cuz my team's the one sitting in that seat about trading that pick. And so I'm I'm, I'm actually following this very closely. I think um Here's what I think happens: San Diego either trades up for that pick, or that's where Cam Newton is quarterbacking next year. They need a star. their 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 L A presence is nil. They're about to go into that new stadium there in L A. They have, I mean, they have no they have no the, they have no home field advantage in the NFL at all, and they need a bankable star. They don't have one right now. And so I don't think I don't think Carolina wants Cam Newton to be their starting quarterback anymore. I think they think he's lost it and too injury prone, or it's time for a fresh start. Yet a new coach there, new owner. Uh, they made a huge deal to bring Matt Rule in, so. Either I'm right about that, and I think Cam Newton is the quarterback at a plate, because I don't, I don't buy Tom Brady leaving New England. I should say that from the outset. I, 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 predicted, that, I predicted that on the uh, roundtable last Friday. I, I think Tom Brady is going to be the starting quarterback with the Patriots. But, but I do agree there's a domino aspect to this. All right, So if Tom Brady stays in New England, I think either San Diego trades up with my Lions for that pick, or they take Cam Newton. And it really comes down to whether Carolina wants Cam Newton or not, because if they don't, then I think Carolina is who makes that pick. So I think it's gonna be Carolina or the Chargers, and I guess I'll buy because I think that's a plausible outcome, but I don't think it's as defined. And and the Dolphins have more trade capital than anybody. It's and, and what we may find out is are they do they think Tua is that much better than Justin Herbert at Wisconsin? No, I think he absolutely is. At Oregon, you mean? Or at Oregon, yeah, I'm sorry. Now they may think differently. And if they think differently, they may decide to stay Pat. You know? Um now, but you got to worry about somebody trading up ahead of them for the Giants to yeah, number four to get the other quarterback too. But the Dolphins have more trade capital with draft picks than either one of Carolina, so they could make a massive move with Detroit, and it wouldn't hinder their 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 draft, um, you know, uh, their draft prospects as much as it will hinder Carolina and San Diego or LA. I'm sorry to make that move.
2: Um. Yeah, far be it for me to go back and forth uh, with Steve on the draft, uh, which I really just I cannot bring myself to care about, even as a football fan. But I love I'll, the draft. I'll, yeah, I know. I know. It's tedious.
0: Sell. So. Uh, this one is my favorite uh, submission of the week. Bacon says, teams should be able to throw at Astros hitters as long as they bang a garbage can before the pitch to let the Astros know it's coming. Bye. Oh, bye. I love that That's so great. much. That's great. It's the best. I'm not,
1: that requires no. That that one has it when your proposition includes its own self-evident commentary, yeah. and all that's left for us is to give a one-word answer. Bye. If,
2: if it n- not been for the the deity that is Andrew, I can't remember his last name, and that's my sin. I apologize from the original question about Shamrock Shakes. I mean, that would clearly be not only the front runner, but probably already be the best question. Yeah. That's next level stuff. That is
1: next level stuff right there.
2: But then there's Andrew.
0: Yeah. I love it. Uh, Lori Jeffries says, I have nothing. I'm broken. Sweet meteor of death. Please don't delay.
2: You know,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to sell on SMOD. Yeah. First of all,
0: I was, I was, you know,
1: the combination of a, of a campaign that broke me and my midlife crisis. I was fully in it for SMOD four years ago, but you know, I kind of feel like I've been, uh, I've reboot, been rebooted here, and I'm I'm interest, interested to just see how this entire crazy game of communism turns out now. So, Agreed. I'm going to sell now.
0: Yeah. All righty. Uh, Chad Booman says, Cavaliers players refusing to practice fundamentals for John Beeline is evidence the NBA is not real basketball. I'll buy on some level.
1: You know, again, this is a guy I'm, I'm a little familiar with, and I love him to death. I'm not shocked that it ended like this. I'm not even shocked that it ended this fast. This was, this was to me, this is a guy had a, had a, that waited until he was 65 to have a midlife crisis and just lost his damn mind. I mean, you leave a job where you're going to be canonized. Fine, you know, but you're so upset that guys like Jordan Poole are uncoachable and leave early for the NBA that you decide to go coach in an entire league of Jordan of Poole's. Guys, yes. and, and for arguably the worst owner in that league by the way. Um, just a disastrous decision. No, and, and I don't want to hear about the money he made. He was a, Michigan made him a multimillionaire. He was already, you know, his great grandkids were already had college paid for guys. That, that wasn't, this has nothing to do with money. I, I think a guy made a panic. I think a family, because him and his wife, you know, are, are really a team. I think a family made a panicked rash, midlife crisis kind of decision in their sixties. And all they got for it was a fake racism charge. Okay. That they had to defend himself from uh, just disastrous. And um, I I don't know why anybody would want to be a head coach in the NBA. Honestly, I I don't know why other than the money. I I mean, I don't, but you're, what do you do? What do you do other than get trolled leaked? You know, I mean, I, I don't, you're working for the sports version of the deep state. You're, you're just in between getting leaked to death, getting fired, you don't really ever know who's really loyal to you and who's not. And, and really, the only way to survive is to do what guys like, well, and they're both excellent coaches, okay? But they get to be excellent coaches because Popovich and Kerr have decided that they have just fully assimilated into the stupid woke culture of that league and, and insulated themselves from what happens to a lot of other coaches that just try to go in there and say, how about we just do basketball? Almost nobody's there to just do basketball herein lies your problem
2: yeah i think so uh, i think i have to sell uh the question is so cavaliers
0: players refusing to practice fundamentals for john deli is evidence the nba is not real Uh,
2: basketball. I, I, i sell this is uh this is you either uh die a hero or live long enough to become the villain i don't you can't be wise enough to know the lay of the land going out like this. It's on him. And this is, it's a dude gold violation to think otherwise you you got to set the terms and you chose these terms and not really having a, uh, honest discussion with yourself about what it would mean to be survive and thrive in this. That's, that's on you. You went to the high stakes poker table and you just got fleeced. It's on you.
0: Trent Eisenbacher says Michael Avenatti would have been a better Democratic candidate than what's been available. Oh, sell, sell,
1: absolute sell, because all of the stuff that eventually has come out would have come out in an oboe dump. Um, at, I mean, a, a, just a a clown show. Michael Avenatti is not brilliant. He's not smart. Um, it's he is he is a statement. Of, the, of just the onerous, cancerous, diseased organism known as American media. That, I mean, as long as you are willing, as long as you are willing to tickle their ears and rub their bellies and feed the narrative that they have shamelessly, on cue, on command, it,
0: you have an audience. That that's that's what he's an indictment of. Yeah, I think Trent is is a little bit tongue in cheek. I think he's I think he's uh, saying yes, all of that is probably true, but it's more of an indictment of the current field than anything.
1: Yeah, I think the current field is all smarter than Michael Ebenati. All of them. How do I know? Because they're all crooks too, and they're on the debate stage and not going to prison for forty years. So um, they're smarter. I, I don't think he's even smart. I don't. I I just think he's soulless, and and game recognize game. I would say it about
2: everybody other than Sanders. I think Sanders is a fantastic candidate. But, I mean, he's for the, for this time, for this moment, he's this. He was created for this.
0: All right. Uh, Chia Jesus Alpha and Omega Three says, by 2024, none of of the current Democratic primary candidates will be woke enough to win the nomination. Bye.
1: Well, I mean, given Sanders and Trump's ages, being alive in 2024 is not a guarantee. And again, that's I'm not cracking a joke. They're pushing 80. okay? when you're you don't you know, like my buddy Michael Ferris used to say, when you turn a certain age, when you turn 70, you stop buying green bananas. All right, so both these guys, you know, are pushing 80 right now. So them even being alive in 2024, um, but we're just talking Democrats. So Sanders would be out. Klobuchar, yes. I don't think you, I I think Elizabeth Warren won't be outwoked. So I'll sell on her. I think think Bloomberg will eat um, big landfill ice cream. I I I mean I I think he's just you know cold blooded. I I want power that exists in every era of human history. Um, you're already seeing Pete Buttigieg isn't woke enough now. You know when I posted my delegate numbers, one of the first replies was, "Well, the Rainbow Jihad's a lot stronger." The Rainbow Jihad's not with Pete Buttigieg; they're actually with guys like Bernie Sanders, folks. Yeah. Okay. They're they're not they're not down with him. Straight. Affluent white people are are Pete Buttigieg's base. Your neighbors, okay? Look look on both. If you if you go to if you know, look look at your depending on what church you go to. Look on either side of you, and one of those people sitting on one of those one of those one side that's Pete Buttigieg's base. Okay, that that he's not he's not the rainbow jihad candidate. He's he's the he's the white suburban affluent candidate, um, and he's not woke enough for them now. So I could see him not being woke enough in twenty twenty four. Sure. You know, um, I'll buy I'll buy the proposition because the spirit of it is correct, even though I don't I don't think it could specifically be applied as uniform as maybe the, the poster intends.
2: I'm selling along the same lines I talk about when we do the Friday show and whether to give something a 10 or not. And we just get so used to it. And you put a five. It's we are in the time of the 10s. It's not, It. it's going to be, it can't get much worse. It honestly can't. I mean, the number of people that maybe buy into it, but in terms of what we're talking about, I mean, this is biblically telling us this is, it's as bad right now when we are denying gender. Uh, it's as bad as, we, if we have the child sacrifice. We have it all now. What more do you need for it to get worse?
0: Rapid fire. Uh, power Moves Only says the intellectual capabilities of everyday Americans peaked over 100 years ago.
1: Bye, because critical thinking has been removed from the curriculum.
2: Okay, bye.
0: Orion Hook says Joe Burrow pulls a John Elway or Eli Manning and tries to avoid going to Cincinnati after he's drafted by the Bengals. I can sell. see why
1: you're saying that, because he refuses to say he wants to play there, but I'll
0: sell. Sell. Uh, such Mavis says the coronavirus and the handling of it will be the downfall of Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. Sell. Sell for now. Uh, Elliot Evans says Cardale Jones will be a starting quarterback in the NFL within five years. Sell. Okay. Uh, Christian says Sports Illustrated will have a transgender Olympic Buy. gold medal winner on its August cover. Bye. S- sell. Uh, let's see. Birds of Dace says the top five <laughs> grunge lead vocalists of the 1990s uh, number five, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. Number four, Scott Weiland. Is that how you say it? From yep. Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, number three, Eddie Vetter from Pearl Jam. Number two, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, and number one, Lane Staley from Allison Chains.
1: I don't know that I'd have that exact order. I'd have Chris Cornell number one, but you have him number two, so I can't really complain. I think you probably have the right five names. Um, so I'll buy. That's a good list. Yeah, buy.
0: All right. And Don Taylor says, "Aaron provide uh, will provide every buy sell hold suggestion without the help from the internet before Steve speaks at CPAC."
1: Oh, buy. Bye.
0: Bye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bear and Jay says, uh, with coronavirus spreading and plagues of locusts in his nation, China's President Xi Jinping may just have unleashed God's wrath after bulldozing churches, arresting priests, and having his picture replace Jesus Christ in churches. So, buy, sell, or hold. Uh, coronavirus is God's judgment on China.
1: I, I'm. I just want to be very hesitant about stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm. I'm going to sell for now.
2: I'll buy, and
1: that's it. You didn't give me the, uh, um, uh, what was the one that so and so will speak at CPAC before I will? Oh, it was a figure that's in the news this week, and I can't remember who it is.
0: Oh, uh, Blagoje- Blagojevich. Yeah, that Rod
1: Blagojevich. Will yeah. Speak- yeah, yeah, that's a buy. Yeah, I, w- I would buy on that. Yeah. Our good friend Daniel Horowitz is going to join us, take us inside politics here next. Stay tuned. <laughs> Now a word from our dog, Cap, who wholeheartedly endorses Rough Greens VitaSmart. We put this in his food every single morning. And now this is not dog food, but it's a supplement for your dog food. And apparently it tastes great because Cap cannot get enough of it. All right. Now, why do you need this? Because just as it is for us, a lot of the food that we buy at the grocery store is dead because it's been stripped of a lot of the living organisms in there the uh, the healthy microbacteria the enzymes the the pre and probiotics that we need those things have been stripped out so that they can have a longer shelf life for mass consumption. And the same thing has happened with our pet's food as well. And that's where Rough Green's VitaSmart comes in. Simply just mix it with your dog's food or water if they prefer to drink it as well. Uh, Cap likes it either way. Uh, but uh, you throw that in there and that puts all of those healthy organisms into your dog's diet to improve their health just as supplements work for us as well. And again, apparently this stuff tastes great because Cap our dog is obsessed with it. So if you want to uh, do uh, what you need to do here to help your dog thrive again or longer, make sure you check out Rough Greens Vita Smart. You can try it right now at roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F is how Rough Greens is spelled. Roughgreens.com and go to slash blaze. That's roughgreens.com slash blaze. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. Or give them a call. Write this number down. That's 833-693-6433. Let's go inside politics with our good friend, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review,
3: joining us. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right, but the name is Danielle. I'm embracing my inner uh, illegal alien here. So uh, I'll be on the beneficiary end of our two two tiered uh, justice system. Have you thought about moving to,
1: to Mexico now so that you can take full advantage of the amnesty to come and therefore um be an even more get even more privilege than your current straight white maleness is providing
3: you. Have you considered that? No, well it's actually better to be here because then you could benefit from that. You see in Mexico No I mean you go actually, you move
1: back to Mexico, then come establish residency oh. there, then come back across the border. So like you go to the well, front of the line. Bigger. That's how it works now
3: you know, I'll steal identity like everyone else and then I'll, uh, you know, get rewarded for it. I mean, I mean this, this is how it is, a two, two-tier justice system. You can now actually in Massachusetts, if you're here illegally, you could drive without a license. So uh, maybe you can get a gun license too. Nice. Well, let's, um, why are we talking about this?
1: There's a lot of scuttlebutt right now about amnesty being discussed, okay? Mm-hmm. Fill our audience in. What, what's really happening there?
3: Sure. Uh, We mentioned last week, Steve, you and I together, uh, second terms of Republican presidents don't work out too well. Um, Bush's second term was a forerunner to Obama's first term on foreign policy, fiscal, really everything. Uh, Reagan's second term had a lot of problems, and we got the 86 amnesty. Uh, Nixon's second term, well, (laughs) yeah, history, (laughs) uh, that's that's about history. I I think you you got to go to Calvin Coolidge, but even then, it, it was really his first elected term. Um, maybe Eisenhower. I mean, I don't know. It's been pretty bad.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, I could tell you I have spoken to people in the know. It is bad. It is bad there. Um, there is almost nobody in the White House or the executive branch and certainly not in the congressional leadership that thinks every day about angel moms, victims of crime, victims of illegal aliens, victims of drugs and human trafficking. The American worker. No. it's the, the entire focus is on the whores in the big ag conglomerates. You know this from Iowa. These are not the family farms that are actually being boxed out by government. The big conglomerates and obviously Silicon Valley. Um, what they are working on openly, openly now. Lindsey Graham, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Okay, this, this is the guy, the light at the end of the tunnel that we Lindsay want. Lindsey graham right? Yeah, yes. for control. He's working with Tom Tillis, both of whom got Trump's endorsement, immediately avoided a primary challenge, and then went straight back. Usually they wait till after the primary. They're, they're doing it even before. They're pushing an amnesty for anyone who claims to have worked in agriculture uh, for like 180 days. Uh, this is, for those of you who don't know or remember, this is literally what they did in 1986, except they're not even promising enforcement. Uh, then they're going to create an endless slave indentured servitude. I thought we abolished slavery, but tethering green cards to working for 10 years to ag- for, for ag, uh, then you get a green card. So imagine that market distortion. And then at the end of the bill, it has – housing subsidies. So if you want to create, you know, the slum dorm-like mentality of the sanctuary city problems we have in our urban areas, we're going to do this to Norman Rockwell's Iowa counties as well, to the extent it hasn't already happened, and we're going to be subsidizing it. Um, Obviously, the conduit for drugs in our rural communities for the CJNG cartel are all through the farm workers. So that's what they're working on. Now, you might think, well, they're always plotting and scheming. The thing is, this bill passed the House. Every single Democrat voted for it. I mean, Ilan Omar, AOC, they all voted for it. Thirty-four Republicans, including the amazing Elise Stefanik, vote for it as well. Now, remember, this is Pelosi, Ilan Omar, so they vote no in the minority. A lot more than, and and still thirty-four voted for it. A lot more than thirty-four are supported. Maybe about a hundred in the House. Now. The House Republicans look like the founding fathers compared to the Senate Republicans. So Lankford, uh, Tillis is the leader. Lankford and and Graham are working on it. Um, I heard that they had a meeting last Wednesday with Sonny Perdue, who's the agriculture secretary, um, with no DHS officials present, which you would usually have with an immigration border bill. Um, I hear that Joni Ernst, uh, rounds of South Dakota, blunt of – uh, Missouri and Martha McSally from Arizona were present as well at that meeting. And what they're trying to do is get is um, use the jailbreak paradigm, the First Step Act. Get the president to support it before you even introduce it, and then you create an aura of inevit- inevitability, let's say, that you can no longer vote against this because this is Trump's bill. That's what they did with the First Step Act. Um, Mike Pence, the vice president, is supporting it. Jared Kushner, of course, supports it. This is a live ball. One other thing. Whenever you have a bill that is this transformative and it passes one body with bipartisan support, assuming the president opposes it, you issue always what's called a statement of administration policy mm-hmm. where you issue a veto threat. No such veto threat has been issued. Um that is a this is a very big problem. Steve, tonight is a Democrat debate. I don't give a damn about it. There's nothing you or I or anyone like us could do to influence it, nor shall we care. But there is a raging GOP debate every single day. Will Trump's second term be one of Lindsey Graham or one of Chip Roy, who wrote a letter to Lindsey saying you better not push amnesty? We have primaries in Alabama with an amnesty guy. Versus Jeff Sessions. We have Kay Granger versus Chris Putnam. She's the committee chairman of the Appropriations Committee. We have issues that we can engage on and get the president to react to us every single day. To Mark Levin's credit, he had me on his show. I cannot find too many that give a darn about this.
1: Uh, See, I'm not concerned because I know if this comes to light, you're going to see conservative media mobilizing it. <laughs> That's
3: not going to happen. All right, so um, you're telling me we're screwed. Well, we don't have to be screwed, and I think on this particular bill, uh, the alarm bells are ringing. Thanks to the good work we, we, we've been able to do, and and Mark Levin, uh, you know, I thank him for highlighting it. I hear Tucker uh, Carlson did speak about it for a couple of minutes, uh, and then moved on to Joe Biden pushing amnesty. But you know the the thing is this: it's not about this one bill, HR fifty fifty eight. For those of you in the audience who who, who want to call the White House about this, this is a broader problem. The minute the Supreme Court comes down with their opinion on the so-called DACA Obama's illegal executive amnesty, it could be soon. It could be in June, but no later than June. They're working on a massive amnesty, no matter what. And they're going to try to marry it with this, TPS, a couple other things. Now, Steve, just think for a minute how much this society has been screwed from the courts, whether it's election law, whether it's immigration, whether it's affirmative action, whether it's Roe, whether it's Obergefell. There is never, ever, ever a clamor from Republicans to have an Obergefell fix, a Roe fix. OK, even like you have now things that universally need to be fixed. Um just this week i was focusing on this an ice agent was killed in mexico in 2011 and the cartel members got out of a life sentence because they said the statute didn't apply in mexico there's no clamor to fix that to fix there's a lot of criminal statutes that are allowing dangerous criminals no but the minute that oh the the court likely will say you know um Illegal is illegal, and Trump doesn't have to continue an illegal amnesty, and in fact, he's not allowed to. That's when they're going to have a fix, and and whether you know they do it before the election, I could tell you this much: if we don't raise our voices, they sure as heck will do it on the other side of this election. Hmm.
1: Let's go to the other side of this election. I want to I want to get your expertise. I, I did some delegate math this morning. All right. And, you know, we're having a Bloomberg gasm right now because, um, y- y- he's got a whole bunch of money to buy ads on all these networks, but he's not even on the ballot until super Tuesday, which is 13 days from today, two weeks from yesterday. This is what I believe in. And, and I'm estimating conservatively here. Like I'm, I'm giving Pete Buttigieg a boost cause he's overperformed his polling so far. Um, I'm giving a pretty favorable draw to Michael Bloomberg and Joe Biden both. I sort of see them as the same candidate. They're really in the same space right now. And so you could flip those numbers from one to the other. But I think combined, they're going to have somewhere when we get through Super Tuesday, uh, about around 400 combined delegates. But even estimating conservatively on Bernie Sanders' part cuz you and i understand the way elections work. If he wins Nevada by anything close to the RCP average, he's going to win South Carolina. That's just the way momentum works. People want their vote to count. They don't want to if they think Joe Biden is done, they'll he'll slip and and you'll and you're already seeing Sanders pick up steam in the polling down there. I've got Bernie Sanders with 748 delegates coming out of Super Tuesday, including California. I think Elizabeth Warren is going to drop after South Carolina. When you look at those numbers, Do you think they're nuts? Do you think they are anything close to a a potentially accurate forecast, Um, a misread of what's going on in the electorate? What are your thoughts?
3: Sure. So, I mean, obviously, um, there's nobody who could supplant Bernie, and there was nobody before Michael Bloomberg. So the wild card is Bloomberg. But as we spoke about last week, this guy is the absolute worst persona, um, which is why he doesn't even want to attend the debates. He'll get clobbered there. Uh, so I, I don't think that's going to change the calculus. I don't know the delegate math of the Democrat primary as well. But I will tell you there is something more enduring that's going to ensure why you're right and Bernie will end up with the nominee. And that is because their perceived leaders in their grassroots aren't frauds to their cause like conservative conservative grassroots leaders. See, they actually mean it. Um you know I, I think you agree with me that there is a difference that the the broad majority of the democrat electorate i don't think is as liberal yeah. as the majority Agreed. of the republican electorate is conservative agreed yeah but i do think that that critical plurality even if it's 25 30 percent of the woke voters which are all the people that are involved in the information dissemination the websites Mm -hmm. the msnbc type of things uh the the that the organizing the soros type of money and many people like him for every one of me on the right there's several thousand on the left, like me, that are, are bleeding heart for the cause, take time to study it, and are willing to do what it takes to achieve the the, the result. And there's nobody else that will capture their minds. Um, it's not going to be Buck Gang because he's not gay enough for them, um, among other problems. It's not going to be the other guys. There's, there's really nobody else, certainly not Joe Biden, certainly not Michael Bloomberg. So there's nowhere to go, even though I think a significant portion of the voters don't really want the guy. But by default, and you look at the California polling. I mean there's nothing quite like California to a Democrat primary in, in a Repu- – mm-hmm. or, or, or any GOP primary any year. There just isn't. I mean, it's so overwhelming. It's the, It's the whole enchilada, and he's already way ahead in the polls even before – the likely momentum that you're talking about him picking up so even if somehow there would be a backlash from black voters in south carolina and he would somehow lose south carolina i still don't see him uh losing it but that that's the bottom line the bottom line is there is a socialist anarchist movement at a political level in america even if the party establishment is leery of him where is there?
1: No- are they leery of him because they don't agree with him? Are they leery of him because they just don't think being this honest about it will win? I,
3: exactly. I mean, in many,
1: res- in many respects, Bernie Sanders is. There's a clip we played earlier in the show from MSNBC yesterday where Stephen Schmidt, you know, worse than puke, um, you know, and and. He gets called out by one of the MSNBC radicals for saying, "Hey, you've been on this channel for the last three years talking about how Trump's a threat to the republic, and now you're saying you won't vote for Bernie Sanders because he's a socialist. Trump must not be the threat then that you ultimately think he is, right? Well, in many respects, that's what Bernie Sanders is doing to the Democratic Party. He's like, dude, you guys have been talking this game since the Great Society, you know, fifty years or fifty-five years ago. You must not. I'm I'm just the logical conclusion of everything we've been trying to do in this party since night since LBJ. You must not really mean
3: it, then." Right. That's that's essentially his argument. Right. Steve, I think to me, that is the most important thing for conservatives to take away from the Democrat primary, that they actually believe in it. Like you said, and even among the party establishment that is just concerned about the electoral opportunities and electoral health of the Democrat Party. It's not that they don't support that. They just don't want to be honest about it. Whereas if you look on the Republican side, when I was much younger and naive in this business, I thought, yeah, there's a kind of rhinos at the maybe 10, 20 percent fringe of the party. Generally, they want to do this. They're scared. They're scared of the media. They're scared of the dependency. And then, you know, I was mugged by reality over the last 10, 15 years. And what I realized was they really don't share our values. So you mentioned Steve Schmidt. He said he's not voting for um, Bernie Sanders. But you know who said she is? Nicole Wallace. Mm-hmm. Remember, she was who a worked top in the Bush aide. White House.
1: Yeah.
3: Worked in the Bush White House, top eight to John McCain, and everyone's appalled. How could someone say they're voting for Bernie Sanders? And what I tell people is that is what led the Republican Party at the highest levels at a federal level and Republican parties in all fifty states. And I got news for you. Those are still the people, still even post Trump. Running this party, that's what they believe. Now, th- they're not making their money kind of being the never-Trumper on the outside, at, 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 on the networks, so they're still going to vote for him, to will play the GOP game. But that's where their values lie. These are the people sitting with Jared every day saying how, hey, we need to let out more murderers from prison. We need more cheap labor. We need more slavery. Okay, we need more dependency programs. We need more pork. The- we need more— um. Uh, invade the world to save us so we can then invite terrorists from both sides on on immigrant visas uh, to come here and blow us up on our bases and disarm our soldiers. I mean, this is what we have in the Republican Party. The Republican Party has not changed. It is the party of Nicole Wallace a lot more than it is the party of Donald Trump.
1: It's a great note to end it on. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks for dropping some woe and lamentation as always, brother. Take care.
3: Always happy to deliver.
1: I know, and you do, man. Uh, you're you're the postman that rings thrice. I like it. All right. Any thoughts, gentlemen, on uh, Daniel's howitzer truth bombs there?
2: I'd be happy to reconsider my take on mint versus pumpkin spice after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yikes! The uh. the, the, the ni- when you embrace that the Nicole Wallace thing and how true it is.
1: Oh, yeah, she worked in the Bush White House. She man. didn't
2: just work. She ran point on yeah. the messaging. She yeah. was communications yeah. director. Man, I know,
0: I know. Pour one out for America,
1: Stephen Schmidt. Okay. We didn't. We, we forgot to tell everybody. Like, remind everybody. He ran John, John McCain's, McCain's 2008 campaign, presidential yeah. campaign. It was the he was the Karl Rove of his campaign. He ran it. I mean, if John McCain had won, Stephen Schmidt would have been essentially the head of the Chiefs, Republican yeah. Party, called all the political shots. We're going to stick around and do some overtime here for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Days.
0: On the Blaze Radio Network.